Welcome to the RAB Poetry Podcast, where we bring you the stories behind the words, where every poem has a story behind it. Our podcast is a journey through the hearts and minds of poets as we delve into the inspirations, struggles, and triumphs that fuel their work. In each episode, we'll feature a poem, sharing the underlying stories and reciting the most powerful and moving pieces. From various poems on wide variety of topics and rising poets and authors, our podcast is the perfect companion for anyone who loves poetry and the power of words. Whether you're a seasoned poetry enthusiast or just getting started, you'll find something to love on the RAB Poetry Podcast. So tune in and let the stories of our poets take you on a journey of inspiration and emotion. Listen to the REB Poetry Podcast, available on all major platforms now. Welcome to Fandom Power. Welcome back, folks. Why, hello there. What's up, world? Deja vu. Uh, well, we're back again. We are. What an episode this was. Uh, where do you? Where do I begin with this one? Uh, we got some resolution on some fronts and more questions going forward. So many plot threads dangling that we knew were not going to get resolved, and now I find myself... I'm kind of like, in my mind, I'm like, well, they could do this to resolve this, and they could do this other thing to resolve that. But then I'm like, you know, we got that announcement for the second season. Yeah, confirmation. And now I'm starting to pick apart which plot lines do I think can be held over. And so I think the uh, the big one, I'm going to put it out there right now, I think the uh, the Boba Fett appearance is not going to happen this season. or if it does it'll be the cliffhanger ending of next uh yeah this coming uh, episode i'll take a whole different hashtag hank was right again this time (laughs) (laughs) a whole different one absolutely so this week we're talking about episode 15 and you said it hank uh return to camino when someone says you're never going somewhere you're absolutely going there. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> but uh, oddly enough, Disney Plus lists it as finale part one. That's right. They do. They don't give it the actual it, name. Really? But it does on the, uh, the, well, title, on the title card, card yeah, of the opening yeah, yeah. credit screen. Yeah. Interesting. So it's got a runtime of 23 minutes and 25 seconds without credits or 27 all in. So a little bit shorter. Well, at least for the last few. Uh, this is the sixth. Felt short. It because of how fast everything it was going. Yeah, it really was Pacing fast. on this episode was, was I don't want to say breakneck, but it was very, very quick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is the uh, sixth episode directed by Nathaniel Villanova this season. And it was written by Matt Michonovitz, who has also written episodes of The Clone Wars, Rebels, and Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. Uh, well, he's I, certainly... Uh, so he knows a thing or three. I, I like the... Uh, I like the way that this entire season has been handled. And it's funny because I know in some of the other uh, the other guys who are out there doing what we're doing that don't really talk about the writing and the directing, at least who the people are. And I, I really, seeing the same names coming up over and over again, and when you start attaching those names to like... You, you other know, stuff that they've touched? Sure. Or you start realizing that, oh, you know, I really like this person's writing style, or I like this director's directing style. It just so happens that some of my favorite episodes are directed by Nathaniel. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, the synopsis this week reads, The Bad Batch find themselves in unexpected territory in the thrilling finale, part one of two. So we know it's going to be a cliffhanger this episode. We do. We do. Yeah. And I I feel strongly like something very bad is going to happen at the end of the next episode, which is why... I think that they chose to assure us that there was going to be a season two before we even got part one of the finale. We've talked I really about this. That that was padding the uh, the landing a little throughout the uh, the course of our uh, review series. We've talked about the the stakes and how uh, how real the potential for character death has been in this series. And I I think you know maybe more so than any other. Uh, television, Star Wars television property. You know, I've never been, not even in Rebels where, you know, I mean, right up until the point where Kanan died, it never crossed my mind that, you know, anybody was going to die. Hmm. This one, no, not so much. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the stakes are higher. In, like, I mean, the re, the Rebels crew did crazier things ostensibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, certainly a lot of the stuff Bad Batch does rivals it. But the stakes are high because we we have zero connection to them in the future at all. Yeah, like, that's right. Ostensibly, as soon as the, uh, the, uh, a new hope scroll begins, all these characters are, are gone. And so it's, it's very interesting, uh, that we're, you know, as we approach that time period, watch these characters evolve in that, in that. Yeah. I noticed something finally this week though. What's that? Uh, the bad batch is rated PG as opposed to G. Yeah. So, uh, huh. All, all the fair. shooting and whatnot yeah, we've seen. Just out of curiosity, I'd like to go back and maybe just sort of check the ratings on the other ones. Cause, yeah, because this one is definitely PG. Yeah, for sure mm-hmm. it is, for sure. I kind of uh, think yeah, that Clone Wars, at least the later seasons, might have been as well. It's possible. I don't know. Maybe droid violence doesn't really count. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> but uh, we get some violence this think, one. I would think uh, that Rebels wouldn't have been, I think it would have been like, family or whatever the uh, yeah the animated i think version it, of that was yeah g i guess yeah g for g. general audience oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, sort of on late too wasn't it i re- like i recall watching clone wars i seem to remember it being, yeah it was like a prime time show yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. so anyway uh we open this week with a shot of an imperial cruiser cruising through hyperspace right and it looks to be a modified new class attack shuttle. Yeah, because it's got. I think a, this is the same one we were questioning. What is it with the the long chin and the or the yeah. the, the the underslung? Yeah, but box uh, or whatever you see like the uh, the connector parts on the wings there. Yeah, uh, we've got a contrast shot here, and it's almost identical except for the fin on the top. Very much so. Yeah, no fin yeah. on the uh, the the Agreed. model that we're used to seeing. It looks a lot more insect-like than I've ever thought it looked before, too, in those. Mm. I think the biggest, you know, deviation, though, in this, uh, with hardware in this uh, series has been just the, uh, you know, the, we're still using the same Republic technology, but the, the color scheme is has, slowly changing has over. It's gone to that, you know, plain old battleship gray for just about everything. Yeah. So inside the shuttle, we find Hunter sitting on the floor. Under the watch of two elite squad guards. Yep. Crosshair enters the room and approaches Hunter, and Hunter asks, where are we going? And Crosshair replies, you'll find out soon enough, and so will your squad. And then he turns on Hunter's calm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's at his mercy at this point, right? 
and Hunter quips back that it won't work, they'll know it's a trap. But Crosshair retorts, they'll still come for you, and he exits the room. He's really sure of himself in this whole episode, because that's a recurrent sort of thing this episode. Eh, don't bother, they're coming. Yeah, it's like he's been a step ahead every time. Yep, very much. And knowing their tricks, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, he's always been like, that was the, you know, the... The matchstick or whatever it was toothpick and his, yeah, that was the, he was yeah, the, yeah, always yeah. the coolest one even though he you know was darker and more broody than the other ones he was always the oh big the time. bad boy of the group right yeah there's a notable thing about the music in this scene there's a constant ticking like the countdown i don't has think begun. i caught that yeah no. it's like the seconds counting down to our inevitable yeah, yeah, cliffhanger yeah, yeah. ending yeah from there though we shift gears and go to ord mantel where we find omega pacing frustratedly and Echo's working on the Marauder. Right, and right, right. Gonky is expanding his skill set again. Uh, now yeah. he's a toolbox. Now he's a tool <laughs> toolbox. So, one yeah. one thing I notice about this, uh we got another glimpse at one of the uh attack craft from I don't remember what episode it was, but there was a like a triple uh a bunch of shuttles that were attacking the uh the Havoc Marauder. Yeah. And we see yes. one of them actually flying into the city hmm. in this uh in this shot. Nice. Echo calls the tool a spanner wrench here yeah. too, which I and uh, you know spanner is the British term for a wrench, but I always thought that Star Wars used it because it was kind of different than just saying wrench. Yeah, so yeah, he called yeah. it a spanner wrench. Give me the wrench wrench. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a hydro spanner. What are you talking about? Give me the wrench wrench. Yeah, we got a <laughs> shot of it here. So another uh, place where he could have dropped a legacy line that I wouldn't have argued with a bit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No. Echo asks for that spanner wrench, and Omega ignores him, stating this is taking too long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Echo calmly tells her to focus. But she cries out she can't. They have mm -hmm. to go back to Darrow and rescue Hunter. And Echo reassures her that they will, but they can't go anywhere until the ship is fixed. So Makes uh, perfect sense to me. Yeah. We go uh, inside the ship, and Tech is just wrapping up from his repairs. Echo and Omega enter, and Tech tell him that uh, the hull is patched and next wrecker arrives just in time to uh, see the console light up and he tells the others that he's left gregor with sid and she's none too happy about it and i can picture her saying that line again you know this isn't a wayward home for clones yeah exactly <laughs> but uh, i thought it was kind of weird i thought like wouldn't Re uh, gregor be helpful on this mission so did i can, yeah, maybe. conveniently like, yeah. enough it was a it was a place to uh I don't want to say dump him, and, and I don't want to say plot armor, but like on some level, it's like we don't. If you don't want him around, how do you, how do you take him out of the equation? And I Maybe guess that's kind of the, Rex, yeah. Like, that's Rex yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, as the console comes online, we get a couple splashes of Orbesh this time. Uh, my eyes still aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one here, the first one that comes up, I didn't get all of it because it is a bit small, but uh, yeah. I assume it's some sort of startup code. There's definitely like certain characters you can make out here and a whole combination of numbers. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Well, no, that makes sense though. Yeah. Uh, the next splash that comes up is uh, pretty visible yeah. and it kind of gives away the next line tech's going to say, cause it says Hunter and device communicated. Oh, nice. Or nice. connected. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. So uh, as soon as it comes online, tech confirms that they're all up and ready to go and, Omega says, let's go get Hunter. But Tech is quick to point out that his comm has just been activated and he's no longer on Darrow. Right. So confused, uh, she asks, where is he? And then, uh, as we know, they're going back Drama. to Camino. 
Okay, so here's my... Uh, this maybe really is a piece of plot armor here. Um, how did they fly past three Star Destroyers? Well, they kind of come down on the other side of the uh, planet. This is the thing, though. They literally... There's a clear shot of them, like, passing. I mean, I... Well, this is the Imperial shuttle coming in here. So... Okay, that, yes, that's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, so I do have a shot later on of them passing by, so you do see a different bit of a perspective yeah. shifted, but... Uh, it's the only aspect of this episode that made me go, wait a minute, what? All I can assume, though, is that... Uh, it's still an Imperial craft. Presumably, yes. uh, that's true, and presumably... They're still using that blocker that they think is working, but, like, Crosshair has kind of hipped the Empire to all their tricks. I suppose on some level, I mean, at this point, he and Rampart sort of have the... Uh, they have the understanding that, you know, Crosshair is taking the lead on this, and so just let them through because yeah. he's got a plan. Right. Yeah. Just Vader's asking. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. We cut away to the Imperial ship exiting hyperspace right. and quickly learn that we're on approach to Kamino. And there's still three Venator-class Star Destroyers sitting there in high orbit in now. Orbit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a few smaller ships still coming up from the surface. So does that mean there's actually five ships there? I don't think so. You think it's the same? Three I think it's the same three. On? Okay. Just because they come back down later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on approach here to uh, Topoca City. Topoca City, yeah. So uh, we reach the surface there and see more ships leaving the facility. And we'll come back to that in a minute because as the ship lands, we see Admiral Rampart with a group of TK troopers. That's right, yeah. Some regular and some elite squad members. Yeah. As the shuttle comes in for a landing, uh, they're there waiting on the platform for them. And right, right. Rampart asks them, where's the rest of them? And Crosshair replies, they'll be here. Yeah, yeah. We'll intercept them on arrival. Almost, like, immediately noticeable, too, like, the lack of activity in the hangar from what we saw in previous episodes. Yeah. And you know something, is, winding a, down something is afoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next, Rampart confronts Hunter directly and... Uh, with a tone of almost admiration, he tells Hunter how the destruction on Ryloth got his attention. Oh, right, right, but right. But before going any further, he tells Crosshair, stay on schedule. And there's something going on this episode. I don't get a shot of it here, but uh, the facial emotions coming through on Hunter this episode yeah, are huge. Yeah, real. Super strong. We certainly saw how uh, upset rampart was when the uh, refinery was uh, blown up lit up like there was no concealing like if there ever was if, if white hot rage had a face there it was. <laughs> that was it <laughs> so uh as crosshair leads hunter away with the other members of the elite squad eso2 leans in to ask rampart about crosshair's motives when it comes to the batch and uh she doesn't trust any of them but Rampart says if his plan fails, none of them will be a problem any longer and leaves her with a keep an eye on things. So uh, ESO2 here is kind of standing out. She's getting more lines. It's funny, too, after that, uh, you know, what, episode uh, two where Crosshair yeah. executed yep. ESO1? Uh, one or four, four, I believe. ESO4? And how everybody else just kind of quickly fell in line. Yeah. And how long has this been brewing now, this descent, this, uh, hmm, I'm not sure if I trust this yeah. guy. Because later on, there's a couple more who are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More empire than not. Absolutely. We cut back to the batch cruising through hyperspace. And inside, Tech already knows that activating Hunter's Com was intentional. So in this moment, Tech's technically ahead. 
Yeah. But uh, as the poker game continues, it is. It totally is. The Empire wants the, to come to Camino. Yeah. But why? Yeah, yeah. And Wrecker says, no turning back now. No, there really isn't. No, they're on their way and uh, nothing they can do but keep going forward. Tech turns to Omega and questions, are you positive about these coordinates? Yeah. And Omega replies, yeah, I told you. They're the landing pad that we can use in Topoca City. And Echo postures that uh, every platform down there will be swarming with troops. But Omega insists, not this one. Yeah, not this one, yeah. So this is the first part, or the first time this episode, where Omega has a ton of knowledge that we didn't previously know she had. Right. This At the expense of getting ahead of myself, when we do get there, this element, I thought for sure we were going to see more of this kind of underground stuff Yeah, uh, throughout the course of the season. And, and uh, unfortunately, we, we never did. No. But uh, as they pop out of hyperspace, they quickly yeah. make their descent to the planet, right. just skirting past the Star Destroyers. And uh, here we see they're, they're coming in like almost quarter away around yeah, the planet. Yeah, 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 So, not the same path the Imperial shuttle took, but... Uh, no. Uh, Echo remarks, there's only three cruisers, where's the rest of the fleet? Yep. And Wrecker's quick to point out, who cares? It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess the last thing you want is, you know, an entire fleet yeah. waiting for you. So, uh, the Kaminoan electrical storm causes mm-hmm. some uh, issues and turbulence on the way down, and Tech tells him it's going to get bumpy. But as they finally pass through the thick storm clouds and arrive at the coordinates, Tech tells Omega, there's nothing here. And they're just like hovering over ocean. But Omega tells him, you got to get lower. And it's almost like a, I don't know if it's almost a repeating or whatever, but uh, similar to Kylo Ren in that scene where he's like, more, more. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because she's like, lower. Yeah, yeah. Lower. Lower. And, uh... Mm -hmm. They keep going lower. Tech, worried at this point, tells her, if we go any lower, we're going to be in the water. Listen, and this is another part here. Like, in the last episode when uh, when Hunter had his Rambo moment, you know, if you can fold the wings up in the landing position and still be hundreds of meters off the ground, you can fold the wings up when you're just a few feet off the water. Yeah. Omega tells him it's the only way to activate the platform. So this is like a pretty precise coordinate that's like in her brain. Yeah, I kind of had the same thought too. It's like, wow, that's really specific for something that uh, is just coming to light for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess technically in doing this, Omega has her own Sid moment having, you know, left a particular detail out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's even learning from Sid. <laughs> Good for her. And sure enough, the scanners begin picking up a large structure beneath them and slowly a large landing platform rises out of the waters. And uh, it's a fairly big one, fairly lit. It is. But uh, under the water enough that it's concealed. Do you get, uh, again, and I know, you know, Star, all things Star Wars being cyclic, do you get a Death Star vibe off of that? The uh, the focusing array for the mega laser? A little bit. <laughs> so that's coming up out of the water like, oh, geez. <laughs> I also got a bit of uh, 007 GoldenEye vibe from this. Just oh, that, from the, uh, uh, the radio telescope. Yeah, when it rises out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So... Uh, they safely land the Marauder and depart on the platform. And as they do so, the heavy storm is just raging. And again, this time, they leave the door open. Well, so, I mean, uh, who's going to swim out there and take it? Maybe. But, I don't know. Lock your doors, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they close it, it might be floating there for them when they try to escape. <laughs> True. <laughs> Wind might come along, catch it the wrong way, right, and right. off it goes. 
Wrecker says to Omega, never doubted you for a second, kid. No. But Tech jumps in saying, uh, landing was only one problem. The question is how they're going to get into the city. Right. But Omega tells him that there's a tube system. And again, she has knowledge of this place far beyond what we've been led to believe. Big time. Yeah. And she just calmly strides over to a circular panel on the platform. The floor opens and a capsule rises up. And then she's like, you know, let's go. Yeah. And, uh, Suggesting that she's been off-world with Nala Save before. Or at the very least, she's been to this platform while somebody <laughs> landed. Right. Maybe collecting, like, genetic material or what have you. It's or, funny that she makes the distinction to say uh, that this one, this one very specifically goes to uh, her lab. Yeah. But there are other such tunnels. And it's like, That's is right. it so secret that, you know, individual Kaminoans maintain, maintain their own tunnel networks, you know, independently of each other? Maybe. I don't Possible. know. The uh, the water effect on, on Omega's hair here was yes. actually Yes. Oh, I quite really, like that. Really well done. I quite like that. Yeah. So we can see that here. and I mean, you can't really tell on the rest of them because they don't have... They right, don't have enough hair to no, really... But, uh, and their armor's not going to flex with the water. But <laughs> it, was, it was dripping on the console while she was working. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Fact. Yeah. So they continue to descend, and it's a long way down. And until they reach the bottom, there's an underwater track and all sorts of, I don't know, some form of marine life. I don't know what it is. I think, so now that you mentioned this, because I was going to, I wasn't thinking about it too much until we kind of sat down tonight. And I'm like, I think they are juvenile species of that thing we see in Attack of the Clones come up out of the water with the Kaminoan <laughs> riding it. It's got that Fair those enough. manta-like winged appendages. But maybe it's a juvenile version of that. Uh, could, could be something be. completely different. Could but be. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, this scene maybe here with the uh, underwater tube kind of reminded me a bit of the underwater sea park in Jaws 3. Oh, I was thinking it was uh, underwater habit trail. Maybe. <laughs> For anybody who has hamsters out there. <laughs> so Tech going over his data pad tells them that this form of underwater transportation isn't documented on any of the schematics. Yeah, Echo says uh, Kaminoans keep a lot of secrets. Do they ever? And then Tech asks uh, Omega how she knew about it. And she's looking pretty forlorn here. Like, she doesn't want to dive back into these memories, but kind of has to, to save Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She answers him. She replies, Nala say. This tunnel leads to her private research lab, but there are other tunnels that lead throughout Camino. Camino. Camino, yeah. Camino. So, as we speculated, there are indeed many structures under the water surface. Yeah. And, uh... They lead all over, I guess. Echo notices that something is bothering Omega, and filling in for Hunter, he kneels down to ask her if she's all right. And she replies, it doesn't matter. Saving Hunter is what matters. Right. right. And Echo and Wrecker kind of give a glance to each other because they're both tuning into her. Do we think that this is just a uh, a visual cue for us that, you know, we suspected all along that she's got a special relationship with Nalase and that the idea that Nalase is, you know, for all intents and purposes, either, you know, missing or dead, you know, that this is painful for her, like that Nalase may in fact have sort of the, the mother role for her. That's possible. Maybe, but I, I, I almost read it different. Like, um, she looks frightened there and the, maybe Nalase did, you know, not so nice things to her in the name of science. It's quite oh, possible. You know, I never considered I that, just, but that's entirely I, possible. Because there's a moment we go back when she takes off her headdress, we all interpret it like she's, 
uh, just stepping away from her mother figure. But what if right, it was right. her, like literally liberating herself? Oh, you know, that's entirely possible. Yeah. So we catch up with Crosshair leading Hunter down a long hallway. And two TK troopers push a skid full of cargo past them in the opposite direction. And Hunter notices now, you know, where's all the regs? And uh, Crosshair retorts to him, when did you start caring about them? And Hunter notices that there's no Kaminoans either. And he goes on to state that the facility's being decommissioned. And Crosshair doesn't seem too concerned about it. Well, it's kind of been a recurrent thing this season. I mean, we, been. we even had an episode decommissioned. So, I mean, <clears throat> uh, no surprise here that... Uh, it's finally happening. Yeah, and when uh, he says that, Crosshair asks him, why would he be? And Hunter turns around and says, because the Empire will be flazing out clones next. But uh, pretty coldly, and with a gun to his chest, he says, not the ones that matter. There's definitely uh, some delusion going on there. Yeah. So uh, let's diverge just for a minute here. Yeah, sure. Because as Hunter points out, there's no regs, there's no Kaminoans. Right, right. But according to Wikipedia... Topoca City, has, it was the capital of Camino, and it was home to several million Kaminoans. Yeah. So, like, what kind of massacre has taken place off screen? Because certainly yeah, all yeah, of yeah. them were not essential medical personnel. No. And that couldn't have been much more than, like, a handful of them. So, yeah, I guess so. did they escape through the tunnel systems, or were they herded somewhere, or were they, you know, gunned down? There's also, it uh, screws up any hope of uh, a legend's version of the the uh, liberation of Camino. Oh, yeah. Which is, yeah, is yeah. like the ancestors of Luke Skywalker, uh, you know, way, way, way in the new Jedi Order stuff. But they uh, there is a return to uh, uh, Camino in the in the Legends novels. And Nalisei and uh, Tan Wee are still alive. Oh, wow. In those novels. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Set like, you know, a hundred years from right, you know, right, right. Return of the Jedi. Well, if if Topoca City is literally just one city, right? Maybe no. it's possible that uh, other other cities survived other, it. Other stilt they, cities, they, I guess. They specifically name the city in the novels, but yeah, um, I yeah, it's. I mean, they, they've taken liberties for sure before. Also, the idea that there was another city that they had abandoned may run contrary to the article that that I wrote uh, during the week that they had. You know, rather than abandoning their home during an mm -hmm. ice age, they just. They morph themselves, which is what the information at hand gives us. Yeah. But we do see new information that there is another <laughs> clone facility. So maybe they're, and, and they were getting ready to flee. Maybe there is some place to flee too. But maybe some right, 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 right. are out there somewhere. But they do also make the statement that the, the cloning technology is now firmly in the hands of the Empire. Yeah. Under but the thumb. it is, but certainly not not a hundred percent. As I mean, uh, we don't. It's not explicitly really shown to us that Nala says private lab is you know wholly connected to the city's infrastructure. Like it's has its own direct access uh, tunnel to get there, and it seems to me like it's kind of as a secret facility isn't exactly tied into the infrastructure, and yet there are clearly cloning tubes there so the technology may or may not have survived it's possible but yeah, well, that's a good point there's a, a fireball that i'm going to point out later that oh, yeah, sure, sure. say to the contrary a, li a literal fireball a literal fireball <laughs> Kaboom. yeah well, so uh, they continue on into a control room and an elite trooper tells crosshair that a ship was just detected entering the system but they lost them below scanner range and crosshair confidently says it's them 
So, uh, well, ES2 says she'll notify the scouts. Crosshair cuts her off and yeah. says, you know, don't bother. They'll come to us. All part of his plan. Yeah. And then stare, he stares straight at Hunter here. He says, they don't leave their own behind most of the time. There's some resentment coming through uh, for him now. Yeah. And, and I mean, now that, that Hunter can't, he can't run away from it. He can't, like, there's no, they're not at each other's throats physically. Yeah, I mean. Crosshair does put a lot on the table. This that's what I mean. Like, there, there's a ton of, like, whatever he's been feeling or, ever, or I should say everything that he's been feeling, you know, throughout the entire season up to now, like, it kind of bubbles up to the surface. Yeah. They're still bantering back and forth like old friends, even though the, the, they're definitely at odds here. They, they, there's an easiness to the, the conversation. Mm. Yeah. Hunter says that they didn't have a choice, but Crosshair quickly questions back, and I did. See, I had a hard time interpreting the tone there because uh, my initial watch through, I felt the same way. Like it's that I his it was rhetorical. I didn't have a choice. But then knowing what you know by the end of the episode, when he says, Hunter says. We, you were trying to kill us. We didn't have a choice. And he says, well, I did. Like, I had a choice and I made it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tough... I, I think it could be interpreted in either direction, and it works either way. I looked at it kind of like uh, a tone of abandonment. Yeah. Well, because there, that's right, definitely there. Going right back what? to episode one, he didn't have a choice either. Like, they took him out of the cell, they took him down the hall, and plugged him in to amp that's up his right. chip. yeah, yeah. So any choice he would have had to try and escape was removed from him. I suppose it lends itself to the scene where the first elite squad retires back to the Bad Batch quarters with him, and he kind of sits kind of sullenly on the bed, kind of looking around like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah. And it's what I said last episode. He, he, at the end of the day, these are his brothers, and he, he even prefaces that. Yeah. We used to be brothers, or we were once brothers. We can be again. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of writing going on in the background of this scene, but uh, <laughs> anything that's visible is like intentionally blurred very, for effect, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, or possibly just numbers. But uh, back beneath the waves, the capsule nears its destination, and we see for sure that there is an entire network of tunnels down there. Right, and it's just like a habit trail, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it is. Well, I guess you know, looking at that big, that does look like. Now, see, I can't really tell from that image. Certainly the lit up central column lends itself to sort of like the, the idea of it being a network. But then all of the other like columns around it, is that part of the like I, one of the larger columns that hold up the city? I would think so. These are stilt columns. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, well, maybe that does kind of blow my theory out. But uh, arriving at Nalase's private lab, the capsule rises up and opens and we get a good shot of the lab here and as the lights pop on and. Love the, uh, just want to say, love the, I couldn't help but think watching this episode about, like, what it must be like for the production team to have unfettered access to all of the uh, assets across every Star Wars property ever made, because I just love the sound effects around the, 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 I don't want to call it the gerbil ball, but the gerbil ball, for lack of a better word, I just loved it, yeah. So the lights slowly come on, and we see assortment of different size clone vats. Yes, we do. And Wrecker points out that it looks like every other Kaminoan lab to him. But Omega says it's not exactly like the others. Most in uh, Topoka City don't even know it's a, like don't even know of its existence. Right. 
and Tech remarks that Hunter's comm is still active, and he sets off trying to pinpoint it. And Echo makes his way to a console to tap into the city's systems. And when Wrecker asks, what's so special about this lab? Omega calmly tells him, it's where I was created. And then she goes on to tell them, you were all here too. Uh, surprise. There's a big tank in the back of that shot there. Yeah. Surprise, she's older than they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is where I'm going to divert for a second because we've talked about it before. And I am absolutely compelled to bring it up again. What the hell is with clone aging now? Now that we know that she's older than them, what right. the hell? Well, she ostensibly ages normal. Yeah. Right. So, they, I mean, they, right. they put it on the nose. She's an unaltered uh, unaltered clone. So she is the raw genetic material of Django Fett, the, the last of the line. What does that say Where about how fast clones age? There's a weird thing. Well, see, and they could have have started this 10 years before the, the Clone War broke out. Right, I guess so. I mean, and she could even be two years younger than Boba. But there's a, there's yeah, an interesting yeah. thing in, in actual cloning when you look at the, the research and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, typically, if you clone a male, the, off, the, the, the clone is female. Interesting. And it's, uh, I was just wondering, maybe they cloned Boba for the original material. Oh, I never Maybe even considered that. Of Boba. Boba. It's just a, you know, like uh, the Molly the Sheep or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Do- uh, Dolly. Movie. Dolly. Yeah. yeah. Dolly. Dolly. It was like they cloned several sheep and they all came out female. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, technically. You're that, a genetic anomaly voice. Does that technically fit the narrative of, you know, being an unaltered, you know, uh, piece of Django's it, DNA? Maybe. maybe? I mean, yeah. And then you know, could she be a same age father? I guess maybe we're getting into some weird stuff there. Yeah. I mean, I just, I take it at face value that, you know, she and Boba are probably the, you know, they're not the same age, but they are, they are the only unaltered the pieces. Template. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I would yeah. think oh, probably Boba is a couple years older, maybe just because they list him uh, I would originally say so, as yeah. Alpha, right? Yeah. That's right. And her being Omega, you is, know, be the, the last one. Right. Yeah. So. And I mean, and they don't say that these clones, I mean, it's implied, and I, I tend to think that way, but they don't say that these clones were created here. She says they were also here. Yeah. It's where they were altered. That's where their genetic uh, mutations were yeah, amplified. You know, tech asks amplified. her outright what yeah, you yeah. mean by that, and she says your, your mutations were enhanced in this lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Experimental right, Unit right. 99 began in that began lab, here. and she was there for it. You know, we right. we accept, or we we at least from the other visual cues we've been given across Star Wars, we accept that clones come out of the tube in childhood. So I mean, again, it, it, again, there's some plot holes here. Like, why, Tech even says, "Why do I have no memory of this?" And now I'm asking, "Why do they have no memory of that? Were they adults when they were when they were had their stuff amped up? Like, we're possible. where were we in the aging process? Well, maybe when you remove the clone from." the tube yeah the aging stops or goes on to its natural flow like when you or like you leave the clone in the tube for a little bit longer you're gonna get a full-grown soldier popping out well this is what i i actually thought that for a second like is there the 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 whole cloning convention shows us these kids coming out of the vats in childhood sitting down doing their 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 computer uh computer training before they ever put on a suit of armor and do combat training is there is there a convention for them to have been grown right straight through in the vat right to adulthood? Maybe. Maybe. It would explain why she's got uh, 
you know, assorted size vats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, other other biological experiments that just aren't as big or maybe mm-hmm. even bigger. They could, they could um, you know, they could come out at, you know, 10 and then train for two years till yeah. they hit puberty yeah, 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 and maybe yeah. they accelerate at some point. Maybe they get put tossed back in the vats for an extra little genetic Cook soup, again. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't shake a clone, they don't bake even. That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it at that. So, like, as we've talked about it, you know what, this is probably the fourth time now that I've brought it up, this whole clone aging thing. I'm just going to leave it out there that for me, there's a bit of a, there's a hole here and I'm not sure how to fill it. a bit it. of a gray area. I guess so. If you guys listening or are, are watching have some thoughts on sort of the, uh, the aging process and how this all works together with the established uh, continuity that we've already seen in the films and, of course, across the Clone Wars in this show, let us know across our social platforms because we want to hear what you have to say. Now we know that uh, even though she is a child, she's technically older than the rest of them. Yeah. And Wrecker, he's like, is that true? And in true tech form, tech responds, how could I possibly know that? <laughs> <laughs> the guy who thinks that everything's so obvious right up until I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Omega goes on to tell them that they were only there a short time before they were sent off to be with the other clones. But Echo cuts in telling them that something isn't right. And the central files have all been wiped and there's nothing left in the system. Right, right. And just then something makes a noise in the corner, putting the batch on alert. Before you drop off of this image, I just want to I want to dial in on this for a second. And I want to ask who on the production team is the Pokemon fan. Yeah, I see, see that, the, the Pokeball. Pokemon. See the Pokemon, Poke- the Pokeball. I do see the Pokeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's cool that she goes over to her like, you know. I would have trouble touching my own. If that, wound. yeah, we presume. Presu- <laughs> see, I thought the same thing you thought. I think she's touching her own vat. Or is she touching it hunters? Definitely she oh, is. maybe, she, maybe she says it. Oh, that it's hers. Yeah, okay. She does. This one was mine. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, uh, with them all startled and everything, right, they turn right. around, uh, ready to unload here. And we come to find that AZ3 has been hiding in the lab to uh, avoid deactivation. AZ, God bless his little yeah. droid soul. We need a better droid, Gonky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also tells him that troops have been forcing key Kamino and medical personnel onto transports, and those who resisted were eliminated. He so, doesn't get uh, really more on the nose than that when no. you say eliminated. And I mean, it's go figure. Like, you know, it's kind of the, the best way to say it. You know, eliminated, mm. destroyed. I mean, Star Wars <clears throat> uses some pretty interesting language on how they they don't really say kill. Well, well I guess they they have, but. But they don't Droid might, like, say deactivated. Right, 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 right. Interpret it weird, right? Or terminated. But I guess that's a different yeah. franchise. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they own Fox now. You are terminated. It is PG. That is true. It is. Yes, it is PG. It is PG. Believe that. They were murdered like younglings. <laughs> the Youngling Slayer 3000. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Echo asks if it was the clones who did it. But AZ-3 says, no, it was other soldiers. And we now know that they are the TK troopers. And he tells them all the other clones were reassigned and transferred off-world. All except CT-9904. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes on to tell Omega that it's not safe here and you have to leave. But she tells AZ, we can't, not without Hunter. And just then, Tech announces that he's found him. And his comm is pinging from the central cloning platform. And they rush off to make uh, the save, and AZ-3 is now in tow. So this, can we just go back to the, uh, about the clones being uh, reassigned? 
Because that's been sort of the, uh, you know, again, sort of the the fan community that has been following this, and certainly the online conversations. A lot of it has kind of uh, floated around this idea of a clone uh, revolt or a clone uprising slash clone uh, rebellion that we were going to see some variation of the last bastion of the Republic clones clashing with this Mm. new empire. And now with the idea that all the clones have been reassigned, have, is that, you know, is there still room to, to do that? Is that, I think so. I think the seed was planted with, uh, not Hunter. What was it? Hauser. With Hauser. Yes. So the, with big, Hauser on the big question I have is now, if if none of the clones are left on Camino, where... Because I accept, and to me, I think that this is... It's going to be sad, you know, kind of the same way it was when Rex faced off Jesse. It was very sad, like that really somber... This is the This is the line in the sand where those who survive Order 66 are never going to be the same again. This is, with all finality, this is the end of the clones. Because I firmly believe that we are never going to see clones in any appreciable numbers ever again going forward, in, in uh, at least in the timeline. So, oh, agreed. if you've got no clones left on Camino, where, where, where would you have this final clash happen? Hmm. Where's it going to happen? Could happen on Ryloth. Ryloth would be a good one, because you do have... Uh, as you say, Hauser, who is now, you know, in the stockade underneath, you know, the city. But he's not alone there. Some of them did throw no, down. No, he's not alone. So let's go back to what we know about what happened in the last couple episodes where, especially the last episode where um, Rex had the batch go and bust out Gregor. Yeah. Well, we know Rex was certainly not, uh, he was not uh, in a place where he could stop and chat for a while. You know, like he was like, I got to go. I'm, I'm busy. You know yeah. that he was busting hump, running, gunning. And we we assume that he's he's the, the Morpheus of the franchise running around, waking up clones, getting their chips out. I think, and this is this is my Hail Mary, is next episode, Rex is going to show up with a battalion or more of clones. They're going to have either captured a ship or show up on multiple ships. And we are going to have that clone on stormtrooper final battle with the majority mm-hmm. of the clones dying. Quite possible. Yeah. 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 It is quite possible. I, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> it could also be a space, uh, war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a, a war in the stars. Well, like, you can't you know, have, I, we you, should be calling this planet wars. Oh, I know. We never, we never <laughs> fight on stars. Only briefly. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but I, it's it's a good. It, it maybe it works better though for the whole mythology if they just fade away, disappear. Yeah, uh, leave that as an unresolved. Like and like like it's resolved, but the actual how and the you know the nuance of it, mm, the minutia. Because some legends stories still have, you know, clones as stormtroopers. Well, this is it too, right? And I mean. We know, like, even in the new canon, we know that the clones weren't immediately phased out. And you know, some of my, especially in recent years, some of my favorite uses of the clones, I love uh, Inquisitors, and I love the additional adding to that mythology by adding Purge Troopers, that they were like the private little army for the the Inquisitors. Oh, Purge Troopers, there you. (laughs) I love that idea. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see that on screen. But again, I, I just don't think we'll see, like, large numbers of clones ever no. again. No, I, I really don't. No, Unless they I, touch on something and do, like, you know, 
a de-aging inoculation to stop the advanced yeah, aging. I, yeah, really. You're going to end up with a really dark ending for a lot of them with, you know, basically fading away to dust. Right, right. They would probably put them in, in high, uh, high danger positions, frontier worlds. Yeah. You got to remember, yeah. too, that the Empire right now ostensibly is just a police force. Yeah. So they're going to put yep. them where the crime is, where the where the dirty jobs have to get done, and that's probably right, how right. they'll, you know. But it certainly, uh, if the clones could dunk themselves in a color before the big fight, so that or maybe just red and blue would be enough uh, blaster fire exchanging to yeah, tell yeah. clone from the stormtrooper. It, it's it worked so far. Yeah, <laughs> bad guys red, true. good guys blue. Yeah, it's true. This episode of Fandom Power is brought to you in part by CollectorSplatoon.ca. CollectorSplatoon.ca, organizers of the annual Toronto Collectors Platoon Toy Show. Check out CollectorSplatoon.ca, the Canadian home of Ian's display accessories, specializing in action figure stands for figures of all scales. Visit CollectorSplatoon.ca today. So back in the control room, Hunter tries to get through to Crosshair, telling him that he's seen what the Empire is doing occupying planets and silencing any opposition and he knows it's not right but crosshair tells him you're not seeing the bigger picture but you will and just then we get to hunter trying one more time can't you see they're using you it's your inhibitor chip but then an alarm goes off and eso2 interrupts telling crosshair that there's been an unauthorized entry on platform five and crosshair remarks right on schedule and it's time to go yeah so Tech Omega and the others rush across the outdoor platform, making their way to the next building. And we hear that oh-so-familiar alarm again. Yep. So uh, it's not limited to uh, Star Destroyer. No, no. I guess we saw that on Ryloth, too, though. The same sort of klaxon. klaxon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as they make their way down a long, well-lit corridor... They duck out of sight of some passing TK troopers who are ushering out even more equipment and really stark contrast here to the facility on Darrow. The Camino one is clean, it's well lit, and unfortunately at the end of its time, whereas, you know, Darrow is dark, not fully operational yet, and just sparse, mm-hmm. the sparsely one, populated. The one thing I've always thought about Camino is it's the most Star Trek-like environment in Star Wars. Yeah. You know, it's like so bone white and clean and and all those things, right? Yeah. Omega says to AZ-3, I thought you said all the clone troopers were gone. And AZ-3 says, those aren't clone troopers. And Echo surmises that they're probably the TK troopers like on Darrow. Right. So they continue to move forward to Hunter's location and following the signal onto a large platform lined with empty hatches, Tech tells them that Hunter is directly above them. And Echo questions, isn't that the training room? That's open ground. Crosshair will just pick us off. Right. And Wrecker assuredly says, oh, yeah, he's waiting. And Tech drops his plan that they won't be going through the main entrance like Crosshair would expect, but rather through the lift to give them a slight advantage. Mm -hmm. But there is some foreshadowing in this uh, scene here. Oh, I see it. Yeah. A return of our uh, favorite uh, training or droids. (laughs) Yes. We can see on the small screen that there is, uh, this is where they're storing the super droids from back in episode one. I still call them the phase one dark trooper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The light dark trooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The unpainted. Yes. The full droid dark trooper. If you look at the legends uh, dark troopers, I mean, it's definitely pretty close to the phase one. Yeah. Really close. Yeah. 
agree. They'll come into play later, but uh, for now. Yes, lots and lots of them. <laughs> uh, Echo tells Omega, stay here, but she protests, saying they should stick together. But even Wrecker says she should wait, as Crosshair is after them, not her. And Echo tells her then, stay out of sight, and if things go south, we'll send you a signal, and that you should go back to the ship and get word to Rex. Right. So two episodes in a row now, the Batch are relying on her as proper backup in yet That's another right. yeah, yeah. life or death situation. Yep, yep. So she's like... She's uh, 100% uh, yeah, you she's know, on part of the group. even footing with them, yeah. Yeah. So Wrecker, Tech, and Echo ride up the lift into the training room, and in this game of one-upsmanship, Crosshair is ready again, as the batch is instantly surrounded. You know, no surprise here, too. Like, they come up at the top of the, the lift, the lift stops, and it's that whole... You hear that that typical sound that they use to, you know, yeah. everybody readies their weapons. It's like, oh, of course they're surrounded. Yeah. Crosshair says, here we are all again. Or together again. It is. Yes, it is the elite squad, yeah. Yeah, or the majority of it. Uh, You know what? I don't even know what's left of them now, to be honest. Kinda, I think they've expanded it, though. I was going to say, the numbers seem to fluctuate depending on the episode. Yeah, because like earlier in this episode, when they get off the shuttle, yeah. he's got a contingent with him, and there's oh, someone yeah. with Rampart. Yeah. So, I count five in this scene with, with uh, Crosshair, six total. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Crosshair throws Hunter's Calm at the batch and tells them they won't be needing their weapons. As the elite squad troopers close in, and Hunter gives them a nod to throw down their guns, knives, and explosives. Right. And it's kind of, not I'm not going to say a missed comedy beat, but it almost starts off like it could be, as, you know, he's throwing down a gun, then a knife. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Grenades and, like... You're waiting for the rubber chicken? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a movie with that scene. Yeah, uh, was yeah, Was it Police yeah. Academy, where they just keep firing been. off weapons? Yeah, yeah. Because Tackleberry brought his own. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they throw down their weapons and Crosshair tells Hunter, see, following orders isn't so difficult. Right. That's right. the comedic beat. Yeah. I was waiting for someone to go, did you just tell a joke, Crosshair? <laughs> uh, he then asks, where's your little sidekick? To which Wrecker chuckles back, you'd think we'd bring her here? We're smarter than that. But Crosshair says, lying was never your strength, Wrecker, and dispatches one of the troops to go find Omega. Right. And at this point, Echo stealthily sends the signal to Omega. And upon hearing the signal, her and AZ-3 say that they should flee the lab. As they were told, but Omega insists, no, something's gone wrong and we have to help them. No surprise that she's not going to, you know, that no. she's going to, you know, break rank and kind of do her own thing here. Yeah. AZ-3 is quick to point out, but there'll be danger. And Omega shuts that down with focus, AZ. And looking down at the droid locker, she says she has an idea. Yeah. She rushes over and she hits a couple keys and uh, a door pops open, revealing two of the uh, super droids or right, right. phase one. Back on the training floor, ESO3 tells Crosshair that they're running out of time. But he tells them, hold your positions. And Hunter asks, is this it? Was this your grand plan just to bring us here and kill us? But coldly, he says, if I wanted you dead, you'd be dead. Funny that he says that. And I think you can really only... I mean, it only applies to this moment because, like, you can't tell me that he wasn't in earnest trying every time that they they kind of skirted paths with each other. When they say, when Hunter says you were trying to kill us, he really was trying to kill them. Yeah. It wasn't a cat and mouse thing. It was a, you know, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, but again, he's got his helmet on when he's telling them this, right? That's true. So that's going to come into play here in a minute, but... Uh... 
there's a whole lot of back and forth here, you know, like where, you know, you're just not sure where, you know, you think, cause we've talked about this going up to this point where redemption is this huge, huge thing within star Wars. And we've, we've kind of questioned is crosshair going to get the, the redemption. Is he going to get a redemption arc? And you're just, you're not sure. And like his tone, like, not just his tone, but even the, the, the phraseology that he uses, you think, oh, he's, he's going to redeem. And then you're like, well, maybe not. And then maybe he will. And then maybe he won't. Yeah. And you really just don't know. Yeah. All, all four of our theories came true. Yeah. In, the, in this. Yeah. They all come through simultaneously. Yeah. It's kind of mental. Yeah. yeah. It's actually kind of mental. No, he does redeem himself in this. Like, he's got the line of the episode and maybe even the line of the second half of the season. Yep. Uh, coming right up. Yep. He goes on to say, and he's directing it directly at Hunter, not that it wouldn't be justified. You betrayed everything we stood for, and for what? The Republic? I never understood that line. What did he betray? Uh, well, The Brotherhood? Like I think, I think it was like the military thing, because even though the leadership has shifted, they were still supposed to shift with it, or at least in Crosshair's eyes. I guess so, yeah, yeah. And because they kind of took the opinion of no that's not right what are you right. doing the, the moral compass you know pulled a little harder with them than it did with yeah right but uh, hunter asserts himself that they're loyal to each other not some empire and crosshair hisses back but you weren't loyal to me and here we get to the next part and like it's almost a sadness in yeah his i can see it there there's some pain there yeah yeah so uh Hunter, he's taken a step back, and Crosshair continues, I was one of you. You may have forgotten, but I haven't. And that's why I'm going to give you what you never gave me, a chance. And uh, at this point, the Elite Squad kind of cocked their heads, and like they're clearly, they don't know what's going on here. This was right, not right. part of the plan that was laid out for them. And uh, right then, we cut to the floor below where ESO2 is quickly searching for Omega, and she finds her and tells her to freeze. And she catches her dead to rights. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, Omega, I love this part. She issues a reluctant, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ESO2 radios Crosshair to tell him that uh, she's been found. And Crosshair tells her, send Omega on a shuttle off world. Send her off world, yeah. 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 And Hunter pleads with him, don't. And Crosshair says, it's for her own good and yours. So this is another one of those, like, he does he know what's coming? And is he, like trying to get her off world to save her or is he just trying to separate them? I think so. I got the feeling that he thought he was, had her best interest in heart as well. Like he recognized her as part of the group and was like, this is the best scenario for both of you as I see it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah. get her off world and away from what's well, about to transpire. I, I, I interpret uh, Lauren said, I interpret what happens next weird too. So. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we'll get to it organically. I think there's, I think we all are sort of chomping at the bit here to get to the big, like, okay, what the hell? Yeah. So let's move on. <laughs> all right. So the moment is fleeting as Hunter states she belongs with us. Right. And Crosshair retorts living with fugitives where she's in constant danger. Huh. If you want to protect the kid, let her go. And then uh, tells Hunter, stop pretending to be something he's not. You're not like the regs and you never have been. We're superior. Yeah. And uh, here's a kind of... This is where the, my resolve came around to like, oh, the this isn't the the back and forth of is he going to get redeemed or not? This is where I kind of went, oh no, he really is going the way I think he's going to go. Yeah. 
this is where he shows what his his loyalty is actually to the brotherhood not necessarily to the empire that's an interesting plot point that's an interesting theory too because now Oh, see, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Not the greater clone. (laughs) No, no, just them as a squad. Brotherhood right here. Right. Yes. Yes. But, I mean, he's got a perverse... He's such a perverse... 100%. uh, 100%. He's he's whacked out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would love for the Brotherhood to continue, provided that the brothers came with him. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, he goes on to state that the Empire can't protect the galaxy without strength, and this is what we were made for. Think of all we could do together. I mean, this is the this is the classic Vader. This is the I am, yeah. I am your hand. father, yeah. and together we'll rule oh, the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he cuts Hunter's shackles off, and he says, "We were brothers once. Right, we can be again." And uh, Hunter takes a step back towards the batch, and at this point, Tech notices there's something shiny on the wall. I, it took me a sec- my second viewing to actually realize that, oh, oh, now I see what that is, and now I understand. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Taxi in this, he nudges Wrecker, knows that something's up, and Hunter asks, why will we trust you? And Crosshair raises his pistol at him and tells the Elite Squad to stand down. But they respond with a negative commander, and they reassert their position, ready to open fire. Yep. And uh, they're ready to go. And they move in for the kill, but uh, Crosshair turns his pistol and shoots the little reflective pod on the no- yeah. uh, on the wall that Tech noticed. And with a single shot, the Elite Squad he kills them all with the one uh, shot with a series of what little uh, convex mirrors. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. they don't he did call it before him. in the uh, in the in the uh, initial Bad Batch, like in the in yeah, the hour long yeah, yeah, episode yeah. when they yeah. fought the. Uh, the robots. He did the exact same thing in here. Oh, that's right. The, yeah. Versus the robots. In in his mind, in this moment, yeah, he's clearing the way for them to join him. Absolutely, he is. Yeah. Now there's no, there's no, uh, no, no eavesdropping. There's no other. You know what he's looking. Nobody can hear what we're saying. It's just us. Now you can make the right choice and join me. Yeah. Right. The weird part about this is that he thinks that it doesn't matter to the Empire that he just killed a bunch of his own men. That's the no, weird yeah, part for yeah, me. Yeah. He's so singularly focused on actually, and now here's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue with you, uh, that he could have killed them at any point and that he was intentionally not killing them the whole time. Do you think so? He, he was missing shots, and we've said, if we go back and listen to a few of our shows, we went, well, he never misses, but he missed there. That's true. And we more than once. He never misses, but he missed there. Yeah, yeah, more especially especially that uh, episode where he he bullseyed a shuttle out midair. Yeah. <laughs> or is able to shoot four people with a ping 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 like right, a ping pong. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. If he wanted them dead, they would be. And yeah. that his loyalty while the safe position is is serving under the empire. Right. His loyalty has always been. To you know, it's funny. I, I can I can totally accept that, and I definitely can get on board with that because it totally makes sense. Yeah, he's looking at himself as a superior clone. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. as a asset that they cannot do without. Right, because he's looking at himself as irreplaceable. If the way forward with this new empire is all strength and and intimidation, who's then, stronger and more intimidating than us? Yeah, right, right. And they don't call him Crosshair for nothing. No. And it's important <laughs> to note, during the whole pitch to the batch, he's kept his helmet on. 
But as soon as that elite squad hits the floor, yeah, once they're gone, he takes it off. Yep. And he walks towards Hunter and says, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we cut back to the floor below and ESO2, unaware of what's just gone on upstairs, barks at Omega to move it. But stalling for time, she tells uh, her, I'm kind of in the middle of something. Yeah. And giving AZ3 <laughs> just enough time to launch another door open and it just plows right into her. Conveniently. Yeah, so there's some force on those doors. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and uh, excitedly, AZ pops out, I did it! <laughs> and she's quick to exclaim, nice work, AZ. And she opens up one last batch of them. And uh, then we switch again. Back on the training floor, Crosshair is still trying to convince them to join him by saying yeah. that they're meant for more than just drifting through the galaxy and it's time to stop running. Join the Empire and you will have purpose again. It's funny, you know, in some sense, in some ways, that almost echoes, <laughs> pardon the pun, but that almost echoes echoes sentiments throughout most of the season where he's really felt the loss of the, the Republic military maybe more than the rest of them. Yeah. Yes. He would rather be Agreed. off doing what Rex is doing. He would rather be Agreed. part of the bigger... Some sort of mission to go yeah, on yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the fact that we all don't like Crosshair and he's a bad guy and he's got ill intentions all the time. And Yeah. He's the one that hasn't had anybody else but himself fall back. Oh, no, you're absolutely right on that. They all had each other to lean on, and they even had a new member of the group to give, you know, breathe new life into the situation. You know, he's been he's been brooding the whole friggin' time. You know, he's been there, you know, right from the beginning. He's he's not oblivious to, uh, you know, the, the Tarkin's uh, plans, which is, essentially are Rampart's sentiments about uh, clones and yeah yeah and he's had to live with the knowledge that like i've got to stand out in such a way that i am indisposable yeah he might be megalomaniac enough to think that he could climb the ranks here yeah maybe, maybe. probably we and in that sense we could still get all those things that we theorized early on like uh with crosshair maybe becoming sort of the the template for the the death trooper that may in fact still happen yeah it's not out of the realm yeah. of possibilities yeah, yeah. No. the batch give each other a look and hunter is first to speak saying you don't really get who we are do you and grimly crosshair tells them don't make the same mistake twice and in as close to pleading as crosshair can get he says don't become my enemy that just in that line it, to me like listening to him say that it was like that's you know when obi-wan says to anakin uh, that only sith deal in absolutes yeah that's mm -hmm. an absolute statement yeah yeah, but it also, in his head, they haven't even crossed the line yet. No, I guess not, eh? Yeah, because actively they're not trying to kill him. No, no, no. It's a mistake. They made a mistake. Don't make the mistake again. Right, right. This time, this time it'd be crossed the line. Yeah. Right. But uh, Hunter answers back, crosshair, we never were. And again, we get that emotion the in his eyes. Yeah, he's yeah. so, you know, torn and, and the sincerity, it, like, it just, it's oozing through. Yeah. But uh, before any further talking can be done, an alarm sounds off and the pillars begin to rise out of the floor and droids that are inside begin to pop up and open fire. So pretty quick, they take cover and start blasting back. The irony that, you know, what they were dispatching the droids for isn't really even an issue anymore. Yeah. 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 Omega okay, couldn't know it, right? How we started this whole. This is exactly where we started. That's this. right. Yeah, right the circle right. is complete. That's right. We got to test them. Yeah. They take cover and uh, Hunter tackles Crosshair to the ground. Wrecker yells at Tech, why'd you activate the droids? 
But he says, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And as the firefight rages on, on top of the one pillar, we see Omega and AZ-3. And AZ-3 is quick to point out, maybe you activated too many of them. <laughs> and she says, I can see that. And she starts letting off some cover fire for them. So she's not uh, leaving them go there. Fully uh, acclimated to uh, the draw weight of that bow now. She's quick on the draw yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So as uh, Hunter and Crosshair wrestle, a fresh batch of droids approach. And Hunter leaves Crosshair to join the fight. But in a twist, he joins the fight against the droids. And this parallels that opening scene back in episode one where they were taking on the droids in the scenario yeah. Tarkin put them into. No, uh, you know, and no surprise here that the Bad Batch theme plays yes. very loudly throughout this scene, right? Yeah, and it's intertwined through the whole piece as yeah. they fight yeah, off. Yeah. And they, they suddenly become the well-oiled killing machine that they started out as. That's right, yes. yeah, yeah. Because they kind of bumble through everything else they do in the whole season. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess they, on some like, level. Yeah. They come out on top, but they... They take a bit it's to not, get there. It's never clean. And it's it's absolutely clean in the first episode. And it's absolutely clean right here. It's about yeah. the, it's as well coordinated, uh, if you can say that, as the uh, their introduction back in season seven of the Clone Wars when they, right. when they right. did the, uh, that assault, the group assault with the, uh, the and door. And the fact that they all just, like, it's like the band broke up, but now we're all on the stage together, so we might right, as well right. play the hits. Yeah, and, and everybody yeah, in the crowd yeah, is yeah. going, oh my god, you guys sound like you never ever stop speaking. Right, yeah, right. Never missed a beat. That's the analogy. Yeah, yeah, and it does it does come across that way. Like, certainly the the synergy, I guess, is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the shadows, though, ESO2 has come up and sees that Crosshair is now fighting alongside the Batch, and sees the bodies of the other Elite Squad troopers on the ground. And after being targeted by one of these droids, she quickly returns fire and starts backing out of the room. Yep. And once out of the room, she contacts Rampart and tells him Crosshair has lost control of the situation. And Rampart gives her the order to have all remaining forces out. Let the clones die together. Right. Which suits Rampart just fine. I think yeah. he'd have been fine with that right from the get-go. Oh, that was probably his... Uh, plan from the get-go whatever it happens though, like, he wins that's the thing his thing is let's get let's get rid of clones yeah Harkins yeah yeah that the clone 99 force 99 sorry be part of the, the the razor's edge of the empire right right yeah so the firefight continues and as hunter tries to take down a droid with his knife he's still wrestling with it but crosshair takes a shot and disables the droid much to the surprise of hunter yeah me too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, could have killed him. Could have killed you, but I didn't. Didn't. As ESO2 runs through the hangar, all the other forces are apparently already loaded because she's the last one on. Right. And uh, she runs up the ramp. and Notice that it, just looking at this here now, that oh. is a regular clone meeting her at the door. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently not all of them. So talk about reassignment. Maybe not everybody was reassigned. Well, last uh, assignment off the world. There's also another thing going on here, too, and we don't really talk about it very much because we, we always talk about clone troopers. But as we're going to see later on in this episode is that they have yet to replace all of the naval crew clones. The naval, the, the, the guys who fly the ship and yeah. and work the guns and do all those things, they're still clones. Yeah. So they're it's still uh, amassing their TK yeah, army. Yeah, yeah, Well, I'm not. These aren't TK guys. These are regular naval, like navy, yeah. navy personnel who are like, I'm the sonar operator and I'm the communication. They're all clones. Yeah, yeah. So they just don't have the numbers to uh, no, replace them yet. Not yet. 
So as the ship takes off, we see the Star Destroyers are starting to come back down in the atmosphere. Yeah. And inside, Rampart is reporting to Tarkin's hologram and that he has removed all the essential personnel from Kamino. And Tarkin asks about the chief scientist and he assures him, and we assume this is Nalase, right? I assume so. Yes, chief scientist, but uh, assures him that chief scientist is secured and now cloning technology is firmly under imperial control. He says the cloning technology, implying that it's, you know, like singular. Singular. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is where I say, like, is there a chance that uh, Nalase's lab survives the, 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 what's about to happen? Well, you would assume at least with all the equipment they took off, some of that was coming from those labs. Possible. Maybe? But they did say that all the files were wiped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you don't wipe so the files before you do computer. a backup. That's true. No, that's true. That is true. Somebody put in a data rod and copied them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Tarkin tells Rampart, very good, Admiral. And we get that perfect legacy line, you may fire when ready. Yeah, so, I mean, we can say now if Tarkin has said that line officially three times. Yeah, <laughs> at, yeah at least three times. Yeah, he says it just as the hologram shuts off, so it's like perfect ending for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Rampart instructs the crew, move into position, and they glide slowly down towards Topoka City. And back inside, the Batch are just finishing up dispatching all the droids as they rise up from the freshly won battle, I guess it is. Uh, Crosshair turns to see Hunter with his sidearm raised. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, Hunter's got him dead to rights. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the Batch draw in, and Hunter pleads with them to forget the Empire. He says, this isn't you. This is your inhibitor chip. We can help you. And then we get the bomb drop of the season. Yeah, we do. Crosshair states, wrong. I had my chip removed a long time ago. Oh, I'm squealing like a schoolgirl. Can we talk about this? Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Batch is all taken aback by this. And Hunter asks, since when? And Crosshair says, does it matter? And Hunter snarls at him, yeah, it matters. Okay, so I want to I wanna dial in on that for a second. Why does it matter? What does the timing of the removal matter? I think it matters because the decisions he's been making... Have At what been... point did he make them on his own? Right. And what point was the chip telling him what to do? So, I mean, is it safe to say, and I, this is me just kind of putting this out there, is it safe to say that after the ion engine incident, that's when it was removed? I would yes. assume so. The scarring is enough to cover any surgical scar that may have been there. Yeah. You know, We like... knew for sure before that that he had one because yeah. he was repeating good soldiers follow orders sure and i mean he willfully and we know that we saw them actually trying to make it more right that that they dumped him in the machine and tried to you know amp it up to 11 yeah i mean i would say barring anything crazy that doesn't make any sense that that ion blast fried his chip i thought that too and i mean that's where i really dug into that whole theory of Maybe the chip is still there, but I doubt it's active because that whole ion energy thing, you know, like the whole, like we treat cancer for real with ion radiation therapy, you right, know, to reduce the size of a tumor. And we assume that the, the inhibitor chip functions like a brain tumor, you know, mm-hmm. albeit a genetically modified one. All through the Clone Wars, the, those two episodes, they called it a tumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the short version is, I was right. <laughs> he is an evil bastard. <laughs> and he made those choices. Yeah. Well, my he... interpretation is that he's been making those choices because that's his 
position. Possibly, and, yeah. Uh, that his end game is to actually reunite with his brothers. As long and as I they think, do it on his terms. Well, well, and that's you saw that beginning to happen anyway because of the sort of power struggle with Hunter. Yeah, he was absolutely. Like, I'd rather be this all be on my own terms, and he was reluctantly following orders. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to go so far uh, as to say that there is still the possibility of a full redemption arc for him. But after all the conversations that we've had, especially after last week's, I'm doubling down on my the only satisfactory redemption arc for Crosshair right now is either in death or in exile. It's the only way that he can have a, you know, a proper redemption just and I'm just going to go back to hey. Murdering children, <laughs> you know, you don't get welcomed back with open arms after stuff like that. Got to save a kid first. <laughs> right, right. So, yes, it, they could redeem him. And it, it may, in fact, they may do that in the last, then the next, oh, the next exciting and final episode of the season. But again, death or exile uh, will be the only satisfactory solution for me if that's what they want to do. Yeah. I think I... Uh, well, we got to get to the end because it matters my point, but I, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I might have a, a an easier through line to keep him alive and part of the team. Okay. So uh, Crosshair reasserts, this is who I am. And he makes a quick move to go for his rifle, but Hunter shoots him with a stun pulse. Yep. And uh, again, stun That's pulse, true. not trying to kill him. You catch a look on his face when he gets stunned? Did you catch a screenshot of that? Uh, I, I should have probably messaged you that. There's a look on Crosshair's face. Like, like a, somebody just beat me at the draw? How did that happen? More like a kid with a, got his hand in the cookie jar. Hmm. Like, like, like a realization. That they're not, he's not going to turn. I, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, the, it's this look of almost like innocent sadness on Crosshair's face just before he collapses. I encourage you both to go and try to pause the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just this look he gives just, he's been stunned. He hasn't fallen yet. And he just gives this look where he's just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what? I, I see it, you know, I, and then I he collapses. Him. And now, and then I think that the redemption arc stems from that the whole time, his position of power, his position of safety in the galaxy, his position of being a soldier and everything, right, right. anything to him was now just transferred commanders from the Republic. That, that was almost, the weather. Right, right. But that his actual loyalty is to the brothers. And now that the Empire has turned on the clones. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. There is no reason for him to be part of the Empire. Yeah. There's no, no going back from that. He doesn't. No, no, even you're as right. a, No, because he's like, they just tried to frag me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right there on, in that. But I have a hard time. And if you're going to have to do, from a writing perspective, you are going to have to write a very compelling script to convince me that they just kind of all is forgiven and you're part of the it's team Omega. again. Omega is the Omega is the one that says it doesn't matter what he did. He's your brother. And that's, we're just supposed to accept oh. that because of her childlike innocence. Well, there's a part coming up here where it's reinforced yeah. in a big yeah, way yeah. because crosshair, he collapses on the ground and Omega instantly runs up to Hunter. And she gives you know, him a big, like around the waist hug yeah, and she she's does. like smiling. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, got her Hunter back. Got her daddy. Yeah, and he says, I'm sorry, I promised you'd never have to come back to Camino. Yeah, yeah. But Omega says, you did the same for me. Because he did, he came back for <laughs> yeah, them. That's right, that's right. And the then, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, then Hunter kneels down and checking on Crosshair, he finds the scar tissue. 
where the chip should be. Yeah, turn the head. Yeah, I and, did catch uh, that. Yeah, this is the same scar you spotted back in episode 11 on Ryloth there, Hank. Yes. And uh, as he finds this, Tech receives a proximity alert that the three Venators are descending on the city and they have to leave now. Yeah, the emphasis on now. Yeah. So Hunter grabs Crosshair's rifle and his gear and tells Wrecker grab him and saying he's coming with us. So no soldier left behind. That's true. And uh, yeah. at this point. He's not making the same mistake twice. No, no, he's not. Yeah. And at this point, though, Omega looks up at Hunter and gives him an approving nod. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the right choice. He's one of us. Yep. Yep. So they pick up, they take and uh, flee the city. And. We get the complete batch running down the hall with uh, albeit you know new flop- and old in tow, <laughs> albeit uh, you know floppy body there <laughs> over Wrecker's shoulder. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's season two right there. That's yeah, the squad. yeah, yeah. I I will say you may get your your theory come true, Wes, but I don't think that it would be Crosshair as part of the Empire. I think you might get Crosshair as a singular villain. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, this is where I say like to me, I don't. You know, Anakin Skywalker redeemed in death. You know, that's that's an easy one. But I mean, you know, his his turn back to the light side ostensibly saved an Revan. entire galaxy. Revan. Yeah, Revan, right? Revan. <laughs> Crosshair Revan killed millions of people. Right. Crosshair could come back, uh, not necessarily come back, but he could do something that's like, pardon the pun, but is like earth staggeringly good. Yeah. Good yeah. enough to like, you know, I don't want to say, you know, you tip- Tony Stark it up. To not tip the scales in his his favor, but certainly he could maybe you know take some of the red out of his ledger if I can borrow from another franchise enough that you know in his own sense of shame for the stuff that he's done he goes off on his own and either you know he could become a great bounty hunter you know like and maybe he only goes after the the baddest of the bad right to sort of on this personal thing there's lots of ways that he can redeem without having to die. But certainly, death is the most convenient way to redeem a no, evil cer- character. Certainly, right? and it would yeah. all be about whether they want to use him again. I think um, you know you have a show and he's called sort of super cool character. Of they all guy are or good guys. A super cool. They all are, so. and I think after how they wrote him so cold, so detached, detached emotionally, detached. You know, except for I mean, the, this whole revelation that we're having now with the Brotherhood. You really have to change your style of writing for him. He's to to bring him around to make him a more. I think for him to have closure, you've got to write him as a more whole person. You know. Yeah, I, I makes me want to go back and watch the season seven arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if there was any before they had this falling out and watch the chemistry. There. I went and I watched it, and I mean, for what few lines that he has, like certainly the the the. Uh, the surgical uh, uh, sterility with which he operates is there right from the beginning. Right. Some of that other stuff, you know, the the capacity to be a complete evil bastard. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's kind of left up to interpretation. Hmm. So uh, as the batch make their way down the empty hallways, the camera focuses in close on Omega. And she gives a look around and then continues to run. So I don't know if she's like taken in like the last time she's going to be here. Oh man! In hope. The, this whole uh, montage sequence, though. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, uh, man. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of another instance in in pop culture where they've done this, where it's like a 
You know when they did you guys watch the Friends reunion? I watched the last 10 minutes of it. Oh, okay, so there's a there's a point where they like they they hover because they recreate all the sets. And so they like to make a point of like just putting the camera just on the sets to give you that emotional connection to take you back to that like oh when it was at the height of its haha. And I feel like they really did something similar here with with Camino where we saw all those iconic locations on Camino, the mess hall, yeah, the, the, clone the labs. tubes, yeah. That was the most uh, sort of almost dystopian thing for me, if you will, was the empty tube, like the, the like the the empty, yeah, that 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 one. It's like <laughs> that a, was the weird like, because the last time we were there, they were full of infants, literally and babies, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. here's a contrast shot back in episode one. Aha, like, there every you go. tube is full. Good the man. floor <laughs> is just like lit with people to and fro right. going doing business. You think of like General Motors at the heyday, and yeah. then you go and look exactly. at the at the factory floor when there's nothing going on, and it's like it's it's exactly it's almost eerie, like in a ooh, kind yeah. of way. Back then, the tubes were full up of clones at various stages of life. Yeah, Kaminoans all over the place. Yeah, and I can't help but question the Empire's decision here, with everything already set up and functioning. It seems odd that they would not continue to occupy and possibly retrofit the place mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, having to start from scratch, rebuild everything that you would need in a cloning facility. We don't see a reference to a cloning facility again until we get to Exegol. True. Do you know what I mean? Like, and given what we're seeing in this, we know that they didn't take all of the vats. They didn't take everything. So, no, But no. they did empty them out. They did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, there's nothing left in any of the tubes. Whatever infrastructure that the Empire took from Kamino, did it go to Exegol right away? I don't know. You know, like that whole... It's almost like the the sheer amount of stuff they did. Like, they must have been conscripting for the Sith Eternal Army at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, they just had, you know, 100,000 Star Destroyers ready to go. Yeah, like, like effectively, been he's that since the very beginning. That's yeah, right. Yeah. He started that already. It that's has what to I mean. Like the, the wheels are in motion for yeah. this stuff. And I mean, if we yeah. use the parallel, uh, I can't remember the the legends reference, but there's a. It might even be an heir to the empire, for that matter. There's a whole thing, uh, certainly in Dark Empire, is part of that that as well, where the empire, or sorry, the emperor, he maintained a planet, and it's not it's not called Exegol in Legends, but there's this planet. Where the empire, uh, where the emperor—sorry, I've said that twice now—the emperor has basically kept all of this secret tech that he's coveted over the decades to enact okay. his his master plan to come back. Exegol ostensibly fills uh, fills that role, so that's that. Hence my question: Like, does this stuff leave Camino now, nineteen? Uh, 19- 19 BBY and go directly to Exegol, never to be seen again until then? It's a good bet. It's yeah. a great Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was nothing on uh, the one planet where they find uh, the clone, the cloner guy in the Mandalorian. Right. Like, that was just information. There was no operations going on there, right? He's still wearing the, uh, the uniform, and he's wearing the patch of a Camino cloner, so, like, that, fac- there's... Clearly, the Empire has an active cloning facility, or sorry, the Remnant has an active cloning facility at least five years after yeah. Return of the Jedi. So, 20 they, years they before. They find, uh, like, the, the tubes of Snokes in that one episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, like, that, that, that's a either a cloning way station or, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a uh, minor testing facility. 
right? Right? Like, so yeah. he's got his fingers everywhere. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe it's just me, but, <laughs> you know, and I've been pretty easy on the, the sequel trilogy of films, but, uh, you know, I am itching to, to get some of those dots, you know, a little bit more connected because, uh, I just, I love it. <laughs> More. Damn you, give me more. Oh, they're going to give you more. Uh, above the city, a crewman tells Rampart that they're in position, and Rampart coldly gives the order to open fire. Yeah, and that guy is a, is a clone. Yeah. That, that's yeah, a clone. Yeah. That's a clone sitting there in that seat. So they do. They all, all three of them open fire, and they start to rip into the city. And inside, the batch stumbles as the facility starts to shake, and the lights go out. They hurry on in an attempt to get to the lift, but they're cut off as the platform is engulfed in a huge fireball. And this is what I was referring to earlier, because right. this is where they came in from. Oh, so presumably right, right, that's right, right, where right. Nalase's lab would be. Oh, see, now I actually, I just assumed that Nalase's lab was down, like maybe subsurface. Uh, possible, but. Uh, that's kind of why I thought that. I guess maybe I should have been more clear. Following yeah, the I was pathway back the way they came. I'll have to watch that again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I thought they just kind of took the bridge out there. Hell yeah, yeah, I guess. Because they come across from platform five, they say. Yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. To there. Well, I assume that they came up to Platform 5, and that's how they were discovered. Yeah. Because they certainly didn't know they were there when they were in the lab. Yeah, because they lost track of them after they went too low on the scanners. Right, right, right. But uh, they turn and rush back inside, and Omega pauses for a minute, and she's, like, in a state of shock. Yeah, But yeah. Uh, AZ-3 pulls her along, and more shots continue. And from the ship, Rampart watches as the city is literally torn apart. And... uh you know, domes are starting to crash into the ocean. Right. And they just continue to rain fire on the whole place. And we get this closing shot of the destroyers just letting it all fly down. There's a few references in legends to these giant naval bombardments, you know, especially in the, that original Thrawn trilogy with uh, when we learn that uh, the the Nogri species, their planet was devastated by Vader and Vader's Star Destroyer, they basically wiped out their atmosphere. The Legends had done a really, really good job of of uh, sort of laying out the destructive capacity of a Star Destroyer, and now yeah, we actually absolutely. get to see that. Yeah. 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 So, and they keep firing after the thing goes below. Oh, my surface. God, yeah, 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 yeah. They just keep firing and firing and firing. Yeah. yeah. And Reduce uh, it to nothing but rubble. And is that is that the like the, the pad down in the lower sort of mid left yeah i don't know i'm not sure see that one little floaty bit off to the side is I, that the I the secret do. i don't Who think knows? so i think it would be it's farther very off big. that's very big. Yeah, yeah 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 i think it would be farther off based on the perspective they got oh, from yeah. when they're on the platform saying how yeah, are we gonna yeah, get yeah. there yep but uh you know we get a snap cut to black this time yeah and uh as the credits start to roll, we do not get our normal outro music. We no, get a we different don't. piece that yeah. reflects the situation. That a little more in. somber. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how are they going to get out of this one? Well, I mean, I think the the obvious answer to this one is, uh, you know, as Omega. Swim for it. The, there's that. So swimming is, is one of them. That, that wasn't my first thought. Uh, my first thought was, you know, when Omega said that there's a network of tunnels, that they're going to come up with another. Yeah. Another. Yeah. Another tunnel. Yeah. 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 So we may actually see, this is where I kind of, where I go into that, like, did anything survive? Did some of that stuff like Nalase's lab, did it maybe survive? And if the tunnel thing proves out to be true, then I'd like to maybe spend a few minutes, even if it's a minute or two of the episode, how much of Camino did survive? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, ostensibly, the ship is still floating on the platform there, door open, waiting to go. You would think so. Yeah, that was a hell of so, an yeah, explosion. Yeah. You would think there'd be a tsunami after that. Yeah, yeah. Or let, alone, armor. let alone with the dome crashing into the uh, ocean there. Well, that's there enough to that. display some yeah, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. The other thing too is, I mean, if if the Bad Batch was undetectable, you know, sort of sub subsurface, were any of the Kaminoans smart enough to hide out down there, and and will we see any of them? It's Maybe quite possible. One. <laughs> yeah, really, eh? They've just held on to it all this time. But we know yeah. we know that it's out in the universe. You do know. Yeah, yeah. You mean Boba's starship. Yeah. <laughs> no, what that's they... right. Yeah. No, that's just the Lego yeah. version. The indentured servant one. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So that's all I got. Man, we've got uh, what a strong, I mean, it's for a two-parter, like, no surprise, we opened with a two-parter, uh, a two-parter um, um, premiere, and now we're getting a two-parter finale. And uh, I would hazard to say that the uh, the finale is as strong, if not stronger, than the premiere. Oh yeah, and so far lovely bookends, and if we keep going that way, uh, yeah, no, it's it's it's. I was super uh, blown away by the episode, and I think they did another sort of quantum leap in uh in the animation again there's like this beautiful film grain over the whole thing yeah 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 and, and the, the, like when they when they do scale uh, like just you see that the city that you know when you, we're always in that city especially if you played the video games when you're flying through yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's you know it's it's big <laughs> and so when you see these star destroyers hovering over it and you get the actual the draw distances and the scale and stuff it's, it's fantastic yeah. So at the beginning of the episode today, we talked about uh, all those loose plot threads that we know are just not going to get tied up because we've only got another 20-some minutes of screen time. Unless they go big right. and double it up. Well, so this is the thing. They did t- the premiere. It was uh, two episodes back-to-back. Back. Yeah. So I just assume based on that that it, the finale will be roughly the same. So, you know, that uh, we were, what, 20? 20, 20, they were that? averaging around 28, 28. minutes. Yeah, so I mean, if we get another 28 minutes and we say we'll call it an hour, you know, an hour premiere and an hour finale, I think that's at least they're consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, just let's go around the room here. What's we got one episode left. Let's each of us. What's the one thing you want to see happen next week? I mean, knowing that not everything is going to is going to come to fruition. What's one thing you want out of next week's episode? Hank, you want to go first? I think I'd like to see Rex save them. Oh, you bastard! You, you stole mine. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see Boba Fett uh, on a, naked on a stripper pole. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's I want to see that as much as uh, the the Rex thing. Is that I'm fairly certain that's where we're going. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. won't be alone, and we'll get Ahsoka Tano. If I can fully fanboy here for a minute, oh, see, I wasn't going to go that far, but if I can fully fanboy here for a second, the the coolest thing that could happen for me that would give me the complete satisfaction is that we do get this a version of the the clone uh uprising and uh captain morpheus i mean captain Re- commander commander morpheus rex shows up with all of his awake clone buddies including gregor and wolf and wolf they show up with a commandeered star destroyer there's a big battle there's a boarding party you know we get this big blow out battle 
and uh, we sweep the remnants of the clone army under the, the proverbial rug, Rex, Gregor, and Wolf can go off and into their their exile or whatever it is that they're that they're doing. But yeah, I want to see some some sort of I want to see a morally conscious clone army show up and take on the Empire in one Hail Mary. Yeah, no, it, that'd be sweet. <laughs> That's my one thing I want. What about you, Andy? What do you want? I want Rampart to get what's coming to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rampart. If they take out anything. Son of a bitch. Yeah. He is. I like him. I mean, I don't like him because he's a shitty. I mean, he's a bad guy, but as a character. As like, a villain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our, he, he's our callus. Only I hope he's not our callus because I don't want him to flip like callus did. <laughs> yeah, we've, done that too, we've done that too many times in a row. Uh, <laughs> Ahsoka Tano, that's a big, that's a bigger Hail Mary than I was ever going to, was ever going to say, but I, that would be. She's so close to Rex. Like, I know, and, I know. Uh, some like they're somebody's got to save them. Could it be Sid? Could it be Sid and Gregor? Maybe. I, you know. So then again, let's let's go the other way. Sid, Sid, Gregor, and and Sid's you know uh, firstborn Bosk and his best friend Boba. You know, along with Fennec Shand. We, we are we are you know it, none of these things would be crazy. They're not, no. and I think it, none of them would be crazy. I think you know. Sid would actually be a better bet because she knows where they went. She sure does. Because I mean, Gregor and, left Gregor there. And Gregor has the inside scoop about what's going on. Yeah. I mean, Sid's probably got enough, given what we know because of that whole episode with the, the Pikes, and we know how important Ord Mantell is. I mean, Sid's probably way more connected than we gave her credit for. Yeah. You know, she could probably raise yeah. a small mercenary army if she had to. Especially if she uh, sired a Bosque. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. And we know from uh, that that prison episode that Bosk and Boba are are tight. Yeah. You know? So it's not a stretch. How no. close is Ryloth to uh Camino? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Camino's way out there. But they I mean she she could she could ask for help from a few you know, help could come from any of the characters we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Top, yeah. Top could show up out of the blue and, and it wouldn't be ridiculous that he's there to help. Something to draw him back in one more time. Yeah. You know. But Top has to survive because he's got a family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I, as much as I don't want to rain on your parade, I don't think it'll be Ahsoka because she shifts the odds squarely in their That's favor. That's true. And if the clones are going to be taken out, well, listen. What about what about this? We've we've had our our uh, Hera connection, and Hera and Omega, they're way more. There's way more going on there now than than maybe we thought because they're 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 friends. She gave them their their calm yeah. code. Could we get the meeting, the actual meeting of uh, uh, Hera Syndulla and Caleb Doom? Maybe. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw a Jedi in the mix, why not the one that we started with? Why not the one throwaway one? plot thread? That would you know you know why that would be a great for me. That would give me the if they were childhood sweethearts. Yeah. That would give the Satine and Obi Wan. Things such catharsis. Yeah, yeah, that, for like, real. That lets Obi Wan breathe. You know what I mean? Yeah, it like, does. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, letting letting Kanan feel those feelings for him. You know? Yeah, almost, I mean yeah, that uh, would be cool. Actually, that would be cool. It throws us one more degree closer to the idea that you know that uh, being a Jedi isn't isn't always about the rigidity and the the uh, adherence to tenets that it's you know this what is the spirit versus the intent feel mm-hmm. the force yeah 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 the living force versus yeah. the uh, yeah 
the and what is it the doctrine of it yeah the the living and the uh oh my lord we've gone through this a couple of times well, i'm not thinking uh, so much that but i'm thinking like you know sticking strictly to the jedi code versus going with where the force is telling you to go yeah 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 the ebb and flow i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i just thought we could actually in season two we could explore the uh what the empire does to lasat Lasat people that would make for an interesting uh, uh an interesting and, season and, as well you know grab zeb as a, a as an individual character gara zeb aurelius is like a like a, a, a an honor guard of the royal family of lasat he's a that's cool right yeah, yeah. character to, to meet him out of context of from rebels would also be amazing uh and that would be a fun way for uh feloni to explore you know for super for us you know for the the real fans like we just met Hera on her in her genesis. Wouldn't it be cool to meet Sabine in her genesis? And yeah, 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 yeah. Start laying the and have the Bad Batch be your start laying your the foundation. Yeah, yeah. To right. how the, the have them the, be the, the common the thread. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That would be super cool, actually. To bring all these people together. Oh, yeah. You know, I, hard to. Uh, <laughs> you got three so far. Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. Yeah. Are you counting choppers? Well? I am counting. You chopper. are counting choppers. Yeah, one. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fair though. I, I see. I, I thought yeah. so. Three, man. Yeah, that's right. Three. <laughs> All right, guys, we got one more in the pipe, and uh, so I'll be back in the seat next week. Uh, now that my life has returned to mostly normal, uh, so uh, I'll be back to narrating next week uh, for the finale. And just to remind everybody, the week after that, so Saturday. The 21st of August, don't forget, first ever Phantom Power live stream where we are going to uh, do our whole retrospective on uh, Season 1 of The Bad Batch. Make sure that you are logged into your social media platform of choice. You can see us on Facebook through the Phantom Power Facebook page, the Phantom Power podcast group on Facebook, as well as on our YouTube channel. That's Sawcast Productions on YouTube. So. Watch our uh, social media platforms in the coming days while we get all that information put out so you can follow and along with us. And you will not be able to edit out my farts. That's right. Eh. <laughs> Can't control live. Yes. And uh, we'll be back to, uh, because for those of you who uh, who followed the show right from the beginning, uh, I don't know if you know this, usually we have a very specific recording time, but it'll be Saturday, the 21st of August at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So join us then if you can. But until uh, next week, I think that's it for me. That's How about you guys? All I got. Yes, sir. All right. Why don't you take us out, Andy? So uh, we'll see you again. Same batch time. Same batch channel. Woo! Bye for now, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production.
Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sawcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready, Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? <laughs>